Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So, so I was, I was way steep in space sift and, uh, I had a buddy who basically at the same time was working at a law firm and he went solo practitioner. And so he had a very short runway. He had like, you know, seven months where he was just going to go broke. And he was like, does it make it or break it? And, um, he was trying to drum up any business that he could. And so he was. Uh, putting himself on sites like Avo and UpCounsel that are like lawyer kind of hire or eBay-like sites where you like say what your issue is and lawyers bid on it. And the easiest way to get a base of clients is to form their businesses because later on, you're their contacts. They're like, hey, you set up my business and now I need this thing. Or that's a really good way in. Yeah. And so he was losing, he was complaining one night because he was losing all of this business. And, and I was like, well, well, why are you losing the business? And he was like, you know, they call and um, they say, how much does it cost? And I say, you know, $1,500. Um, and they're like, whoa, I can get it from LegalZoom for $600. Exactly. And, and I'm like, well, why are you charging $1,500? And he's like, well, you know, my hourly rate is $300 an hour and it takes me like three hours to um, three or four hours to put together the operating agreement. Cause they've got to come in and they got to talk to me and I, I put together a custom agreement and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the, the Texas filing fee is $300. So $1,500. I'm like, why are you doing all that custom? Like if someone, is just starting a business, they just need the basics. Like give them a boilerplate, general whatever. And then once their business evolves, like this stuff's not written in stone, it's written on paper. And this paper <laughs> can be amended. So the, the, my background is that, so I'm not an attorney, but my dad is an attorney and I was essentially his paralegal all through high school and college. So I've got like eight years paralegal experience, call it. Got it. Um, and then when my sister, and then when I graduated my sister, um, my sister was in college re- replacing me. My dad called me a few times. It was like, your sister has screwed everything up. I need you to come <laughs> take care of this. Um, and it was really just like, because I was OCD with like how I did copies. Like he would essentially give me a banker's box and say, Hey, I need like five copies of everything. And I just went to FedEx Kinko's, put it in an audio book. And I had like a very specific system. I was like a machine. <laughs> my sister just was like not paying attention and just kind of like forgot which paper goes with what. And so, um, personally, I think she screwed up on purpose, kind of like that. She wouldn't have to do up, it. You screw up in the kitchen once and no one asked you to cook. No one again. asked you to do it again. I mean, yeah. I, I, are you the oldest? I am the oldest. You're yeah. the oldest. Yeah, by five <laughs> of years, course. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so I've got a lot of experience just, you know, uh, being around legal stuff. Yeah. And so I was having my com- this conversation with my buddy and I was like, you know, why don't you just give them a basic general document? He's like, well, what if they need it? I'm like, they don't, they don't know the answers to your questions yet. Right. And like, you can just make an amendment. Cause like what a lot of people don't realize is that when they get these legal documents with, for an LLC, it's an operating agreement or a company agreement. It's synonymous mm-hmm. for a corporation. It is a uh, bylaws. 
That's what they're called. This is what the legal documents are called to say, these are the rules of the business. Here's who manages the business. Here's who owns the business. And here are things are voted on. Here's how disputes are handled. And those documents are boilerplate. Like they are like our, our document we got from um, th this guy who ended up being my business partner went to like a continuing education class and the law professors from like five universities spend a year putting together these documents and then they give them to these lawyers so they can use them. And these lawyers basically charge you three to $400 an hour to basically play Mad Libs and fill right. in blanks for <laughs> these like 40, 50 page documents and like cut this paragraph out or add this. And so like, they actually are doing stuff and they're tailoring it for you, but it's really unnecessary. And so if they're playing Mad Libs. I love that analogy. You can get, uh, you children can get that, of the nineties. <laughs> if you can get that, if you can get that boilerplate document from the, the place where the lawyers get it, yeah, then you've got the same thing that, that they've got. And so what we did is we essentially took that document and then filled in all the blanks where, uh, you know, it's like state of blank. Uh, taxes manager is blank. And so that's our document. Uh, that and then people use. can play their own Mad Libs. Exactly. Well, so what we've done is we've created a form that asks questions in a very like explain like I'm five mentality. It's like the self to do Mad Libs. Like you have the page where like yeah. you can do it yourself and you have a page right. where someone has to read it to you because you don't want to see the story. Right. So like we, we ask people, you know, who are the managers of the business? And it's like, before I started this business, I didn't know what a manager in LLC was. And it's, the, it's very simple. A manager is the operator of the business. A member is the owner of the business. And you can be the manager and the member if you're by yourself. That's right. it. That's yeah. the whole thing. But lawyers make it seem like it's this very complex thing because you know what? They don't do package deals. They do hourly deals. And so the longer it takes to explain it to you, for you to figure it out, the more the money, more money they, they earn out of it. Yeah. And you think because they're talking over your head the whole time that they know what they're doing and you don't. It's their job to make you feel like you don't know what you're doing. So you have to pay them. And yes. this is all very simple stuff. They've been doing this the same way since the you know, 1600s. So people <laughs> 500 years ago were doing this already. And if you are, you're just as smart as someone 500 years ago is, even if you're at the bottom of the barrel of intelligence now, you're probably still smarter than a lot of the people that were back then. <laughs> so this is not that And hard. you have Twitter to consult and YouTube. And you have so Twitter, yeah. And you set. have me. Yeah, you have my YouTube channel. Um, so- um, and, and I want to say this real quick, because I, I, I meant to say this earlier, but a lot of people just get told to set up a Delaware escort. Now, I want to preface this. I am not your attorney. I'm not your CPA. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what a lot of misconceptions are. People are like, they're at a cocktail party and their friend's like, oh, you're starting a business. You need a Delaware escort. Last night, I'm on the call with a contact in Europe. And we're doing some restructuring and he's structured ridiculous. He's structured like Hong Kong and Dubai and UK. Like okay. he's structured all, he's like that type because European. Yeah. And he's like, SD, just, and I already, of course I have a Delaware S Corp in addition to my California one, of yeah. course. He's like, just because I'm doing new stuff. He's like, just out of Delaware or Wisconsin, maybe you'll do Wisconsin this time. Like, you know, and this is exactly that sure conversation. Wyoming? Wyoming. Yes. That makes more sense. Hang on. Pulling out paper. He Delaware said, Wyoming. Yeah. He said Wyoming. He said Wyoming, Delaware, Nevada. And Nevada. On my paper. Yeah. Yep. Nevada, those three. Wyoming, like, not Wisconsin. I'm a, I, I'm from New York and I live in LA. So there's like a yeah. bunch of states in between. I'm aware of them, but like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so a lot of people just kind of say like, oh, get a Delaware escort. Wyoming's becoming more popular because people are starting to figure out that Wyoming has the exacts. Wyoming basically took all of Delaware's case law. The reason people go to Delaware is because it's very uh, 
corporate friendly. Mm-hmm. And so like, there have been a lot of uh, disputes already handled in court and decided on. And so there's precedents set that are corporate friendly. So people go to Delaware to do that. The problem is um, like if I'm in Texas and I'm working from Texas, Texas wants their tax revenue. Right. So I have to, if I start a Delaware LLC or corporation, I then have to set up a Texas one as well. Correct. And I, that's exactly what I, Delaware or Wyoming, they also then have to You still have one in your own state. That's why I have a California and a Delaware. Right. Right. So um, the reason Wyoming is becoming more popular is because Wyoming basically said, okay, Delaware's got this like hundreds of years of history of case law. We're just going to like copy paste. (laughs) That's convenient. The thing is Wyoming's secretary of state's technology is far superior to Delaware. So like to set up a Delaware corporation or LLC, you literally fax them with your <laughs> credit card number on the cover sheet. <laughs> they do not have an online system. You fax them a document. That's amazing. And Wyoming, and it takes like four days. Um, Wyoming is set up instantly. Like literally a Wyoming LLC is set up just like that. It's done. Um, so, so Wyoming's very, very popular or becoming very popular because of that. But again, still, most people, the common accepted knowledge is that most people should, if they're a small business and it's just them or it's going to be small, you can just set up in the state that you're working from because that state is going to want that tax revenue or want to know that you exist in their, right. uh, their state anyway. And so what we did, we started as a Texas LLC and we recently... Um, uh, converted from a Texas LLC to a Delaware corporation. And now we've got a Delaware, Texas system. But so I want to go back to the Delaware. People are like Delaware S Corp, Delaware S Corp. An S Corp has nothing to do with your state. An S Corp is not a thing. S Corp is a tax filing election with the IRS. So the IRS does not have, because the IRS is so far behind the times, let me, let me add a little more context. Wyoming was the first state in 1977 to support LLCs because corporations were so heavy handed and just like the business entity of a corporation was so complex for someone that was just like, I'm a carpenter and I just want to like build hammer nails. And yeah. why do they, here's, I want to like interrupt with one side question. Why do they have to file anything to start? Cause you just pay your taxes as an independent contractor. You can do that as a sole proprietor. You don't have the protection. So like, if you get sued, you mess up, you like run, you like your, your ladder falls on your client's car. Mm-hmm. Like that's your personal assets, your house, your car, your savings that they got it. So as long as you're an S corp or an LLC. Entity, yeah. It's but, under also, the business. but also if you're working with anybody, how do you determine who's who? Like when you, if you and I start a business together right now and we don't set up anything and we just tell people we're partners, we are technically married in a business. So like, if you take out a $500,000 loan. I am 250 of that is on you. Yes. So the business separates that. Got um, it. it also makes it easy. If you want it, someone, you know, if someone wants to put in $10,000 into your business to like get you going and they want a little equity, mm-hmm. like the business is a machine for that. It makes it, a, it makes the business its own thing. It makes it its own person. Like right. the, the, it becomes its own entity. It becomes, it becomes an its entity. Own entity, just like I'm an entity, right? And the difference between an LLC and an S corp. Okay. An LLC can be an S corp. 
a corporation could be an S-corp and an LLC can be an S-corp. An LLC and a corporation are two entity types that all 50 states support. LLCs were created in 1977 by Wyoming. Wyoming was, sorry, Wyoming was the first state to support them. Um, it It wasn't until 1996 that all 50 states supported them. So it took 20 years for all 50 states to have a version of an LLC. They all have it now, but they are more they are more friendly to someone who's just like a musician or a carpenter or a plumber or a baker or whatever. And if you're not setting up a board of directors, you're not taking a huge infusion of cash to go public or sell to another company. You're just a small business and you just want to have like a nice, happy life, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what an LLC is designed for. The IRS never created a tax classification for an LLC. Okay. So you just have to piggyback off of an existing tax classification. And so as an LLC, you can tell the, uh, you can tell the IRS, I essentially want to be taxed as a sole proprietor, or if it's more than uh, one person, you can say, I want to be taxed as a partnership, or you can say, I want to be taxed as an S corp. And so an S, so people get so confused because the government decided not to create uh, a tax classification for this new entity that's been around for 20 to 40 years. Right. Um, and so people get confused. So they're like, you need an S corp. And so people on our chat all the time are like, hey, I need an S corp. And we're like, yeah, we'll get you an LLC. And then there's an election. And you can, and here's the thing you can start off as an LLC and be taxed not as an S corp for years. And then you, like, for the first three months of every year, you can then send that piece of paper to mm-hmm. the IRS that says, hey, I want to elect to be an S corp now because, like, I've realized that there are tax benefits and whatever, but that's something that you have to kind of learn yourself and you don't have to do that until it's, it's right for you. And so, what would be the difference? Why would someone elect to be taxed as an S corp versus a sole proprietorship and partnerships, obviously only if they're actually partners. I think since you're putting me on the spot, I forgot everything, but it's, okay. um, it's it has to do with just taxes and how you like. Um, uh, it's not a certain them. minimum or, or amount of earnings. No, 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 no. So an S corp, um, there's like some, some, uh, there, there are some benefits, which I forget, but like, you have to have some stipulations where you like, you have to have less than 50 owners in the mm-hmm. company. So like, if we have our 51st investor, we have to then become a C corp. So we have to like, we have to go, we have to then tell the IRS, Hey, we no longer classify or qualify to be an S corp. So now we have to just start you know, being a C-Corp. Becoming a C-Corp. So an S-Corp is just a tax filing status. Yeah. Yeah. So really you're just an LLC or a corporation. So correct. You're, well, yes, you could also be a limited partnership, but we're not going to go into that um, or a nonprofit. But the two main types of businesses that are the most popular are an LLC or a corporation. 97% of people that use us become an LLC. Because they're just a small business, a side hustle. It's a, you know, it's a holdings, you know, maybe they're. And the reason to do it is just to protect yourself from being sued in case you mess up. Yeah. But it's also a method to, you know, work with multiple people to take investment and to reinvest that. Understood. Um, But I'm thinking of, so I work with micro business owners, right? Service providers. I'm thinking from the minds of exactly like that carpenter, therapist, artists like that so another, single another person big thing, another big thing is just to simply um um what's the word i'm looking for um make it easier to file your taxes so like if you're running it out of your personal checking account 
how do you write off your business expenses as if it's coming off the same credit card? Right. I've always had separate accounts and credit so, cards. You, so, so if you're going to be a sole proprietor and if you're going to not have a separate entity, it behooves you to still have a separate bank account, a separate yeah, credit card. Separate everything or it's just mess. On separate train tracks. Mm-hmm. But the LLC is almost kind of like the cheapest form of insurance you can have just to protect your current assets. Um, you know, again, someone from you. Yeah. And, and so we, we actually had a guy fairly recently who was like a, a baseball coach. He just mm-hmm. did like after school coaching. Yeah. And he ran this business for like a decade as a sole proprietor. Someone sued him. I, I, I didn't get into why, um, but someone sued him. And so then he came to us and set up an LLC. Got it. And I was like, that's, that's not how that works. Like it's like a little bit late now. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the, the transaction and the issue happened before you were an LLC or you were an LLC. So that is how it's going to be under, under that. Yeah. Understood. That's like my car insurance. <laughs> I had a, um, a fender bender and we discovered that my rental per day limit was like $35 a day which you'd think is not a problem, but I'm in Los Angeles. So for $35 a day, I was able to get like a box on two wheels, a tiny one. Um, And that's not what I normally drive. And so I raised the limit. They're like, but the act, someone hit me from behind, like the accident happened when you were under the 35 a day. So even though you raised it now, that'll only apply for any next situation. Not having healthcare and then like getting a broken arm and signing up for healthcare. Or, exactly. Like or, it doesn't like, work backwards. I've got to buy this an insurance and like nobody has flood insurance. And all of a sudden a flood came. <laughs> that's what everybody was calling him for. And he's like, that's not how this works. It's not how this works. <laughs> like that we wouldn't be solvent as a company if right. we did. Right. Know? Exactly. Um, but yeah. So, so no, I'm still, okay. I'm, I still have this brain blip where I'm still stuck at understanding S-Corp and LLC. So does someone ever become an S-Corp or they only become an LLC or a corporation and can elect to file as an S-Corp? The latter. So they become an LLC or a corporation and then they tell the IRS, hey, by the way, I want my LLC or corporation to be viewed by you as as an an S-Corp. And what does S-Corp even stand for? We don't know. What does it do that's different? It's just tax filing. It's just what allows certain deductions. Yeah, deduction. this is all just taxing stuff. So I think if I'm going to translate this and tell me if I'm right for a business owner who's getting started or who's been started and just wants to figure out the whole legal thing, they just need to start with an LLC period. Yeah. If they need something more complex, they're probably already a larger business, have some legal counsel of some sort. You yeah. start with an LLC and then you speak to your accountant and find out if you should file as an escort period. Think of, the end. Think of. So, so like I've got like seven LLCs. So like anytime I have an idea, I like buy the domain name. And then if it starts to actually get any traction, traction, you make an LLC out of it. I, yeah, I make an LLC. And if nothing comes of it, all I've got to do in Texas, it's, it's easy. Like if it, if it was in California, you'd have to pay the minimum $800 per year just to keep it open. Yeah. So that's not worth it for you. But for me, I pay the $300 filing fee. And all I've got to do is like file the annual on May 15th annual report with them just to say that I exist and stay active. And right. at any point in time, if any one of those seven LLCs, the business just kind of like takes off, then I can like put fuel behind that fire. But I do that simply just to protect myself and just to keep everything separate. Um, but yeah, so 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 getting back to like what better legal is and how it became is that um, my buddy was trying to get this business and he was charging too much. It was taking him too long. I set up this system that basically, again, cobbled together like Typeform, Zapier, WebMerge, Asana, and a handful of other things. 
And it took, he told me it took him three hours to do this. And so we we're, we went on a trip together. He's like, okay, I'm going to use your system for the first time. Like time me. He's like, okay, done. I'm like nine minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, I'm going to make more money. Cause then we were charging two ninety nine. Right. Um, he was like, I'm going to make more money per minute than I'd make charging someone $1,500 an hour. And I'm going to get more business yeah. because they're going to choose me. And so, so that's why we're trying to get CPAs and, and attorneys to like white label us is because mm -hmm. we know like our special sauce is we know the literal thousands of different filings. So like in every state, there is a LLC filing, but there's a domestic and a foreign filing because as you have, you have a domestic filing in Delaware and then a foreign filing in California that points to the origin. Domestic just means origin. It doesn't mean another country. It's like domestic is your state of origin and foreign is the state that is not the state of origin. Mm -hmm. so like Amazon probably has a Delaware corporation and then a, a Washington foreign corporation and a Texas foreign corporation and whatever. And then they have- I want to interrupt you because I have a question. Yeah. What about, because the same friends who told me to file in Wyoming or, or wherever for my new entity, um, we were talking about just the, generally, and we're not going to go into the politics of this, but like that all the wealthy don't pay taxes, right? I'm not going to mm -hmm. go into the politics, right? The big corporations don't pay taxes. And so yep. he's talking about how Starbucks UK yep. licenses the IP from for the coffee blend from I forget where but like there's there's another country in Europe that holds the IP license for the coffee blend they charge the Starbucks UK 98% of the cost yep. for that blend which yep. Starbucks UK has to pay to that country and I just keep forgetting what it is um and then you know Starbucks UK has basically enough to run their operating expenses and shows like a zero net income yeah so that whole routing with the IP stuff how does that work? But, but and should okay. someone in America be setting up foreign? Because all my friends, because I have a lot of European contacts, they're all like Hong Kong and Dubai and set up here and set up there and move it here, move it here. And I'm like, I don't know anything. I don't go to Hong Kong foreign, right now. I don't know anything about the foreign entities, but like, um, like let's just use, and I'm just kind of spitballing here. I don't know if this is how people do it, but this is how I would assume it would work. Mm -hmm. um, like, let's say California's state uh, income tax on net, not mm -hmm. on gross, but on net is like, you know, 20%. Okay. Right. But Wyoming's is zero. So like it behooves you to have a, a, an LLC in California and an LLC in Wyoming. The and Wyoming LLC, owns the IP and the California entity or, has to or, pay or Wyoming. They're or they're totally separate companies. They're just totally separate companies. And in, in California, you uh, make all your money because that's where you work. Yeah. But yeah. then you pay the Wyoming business that is totally separate, still owned by you, 100% on both sides. Yeah. You pay the Wyoming LLC for some consulting services. Okay. And so, like, you just run up your expenses to be ex basically a net profit of zero in California. And your Wyoming LLC has like $100,000 in profit that year because there's no state income tax in Wyoming. You basically skirted the California income tax. And all of that is completely legal. Yeah. 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 And this is what nobody knows. This is the part that makes these me crazy. These are things, this is, these, these are why, these are why a lot of these companies have huge teams of accountants that mm -hmm. basically figure out what is the way, just like anybody kind of skirts, like if you figure out that you can like, like, you know, there's like a $15 car wash and they, and they take this like $5 coupon from the newspaper and uh, you realize you can just 
photocopy it and they still take the photocopy, <laughs> why wouldn't you go do that? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like it's like people make it out to seem as if these corporations are are like bad and evil and whatever. This is not like, bad or evil. This is called learning how the, the system works. Thing. All of us are trying to figure out how can I pay less taxes too? How can I keep more of my money? So it's not it's not inherently evil. It's just like you get to a certain point, you're like, but you guys are making so much money. You know, it's like so. Yeah, so anyway. And then people get mad. And middle class pays for everybody. Right. Because they don't know. Because they don't know. And the also system. because they're employed. Right. The the American economy is where people don't even realize this. The American economy is wired for businesses. It's a capitalist economy. I started my business in Jerusalem, in Israel. The economy in Israel is essentially socialist. Okay. It's really good for employees. It's really hard for employers. There's basically, and again, things could have changed in the last decade. I left there seven years ago, but there are basically three business classifications. That's it. There's independent contractor. You don't have to file anything. There's um, like the equivalent of an LLC, but not exactly. And then there's corporation. And you are obligated to be one of the three based on your earnings. You earn over a certain amount, you go into the middle tier. You earn over a certain amount there, you go into the top tier. Top tier gets taxed 50%. Like, so there's no benefit one way or another. No, no. And, it caught, and you go to the bank to open a business account and they charge you more. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm from America. You're charging me more to open a bit. Yes, that's how it works here. And the laws surrounding employees and pensions and compensations. And oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the the U.S. has its own problems, but I think what but it's a capitalist economy. It is what built is for you to be your own business owner. It's like it, it, yeah. It's like we want you to want to succeed, and so we want you to we want to give you the tools to do that. And um, we want you to also like it's. I just keep going back to capitalist, and maybe because I've been having arguments with like very strong liberals and like the Ill, evils of capitalism. And I'm a business yeah. consultant. Like this is what I breathe and love all day long. And I'm like, you don't understand how blessed we are in right. this country. Right. The wiring of the country is for the individual. Go out there, create, right. succeed, make yeah. things, start things, build I, things. I, Ayn Rand's Utopia. Okay, I've never you read ever, it. Oh man, you got to read the Fountainhead. Atlas Shrugged is her like grand opus or whatever, but The Fountainhead's way better. I should read The Fountainhead. Um, I got it to my very, very book. tall book my, pile. My favorite book, period, the end. Um, yeah, so anyway, so we we started the business. Um, we just, I just slowly automated everything. We literally like, if you file a New York LLC with us, you'll get it back in an hour because wow. we have bots that basically people, you know, we've, we've taken the intake form. We've made it very easy for you to understand what, information to put into the form and then we kind of validate that information and as soon as you pay we just go file it immediately a bot just opens up a browser goes zit, 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 bing, zit, zit, bing. i love this downloads so much. The pdf downloads the pdf validates that that information is the same in our system and if it works and if it is then it goes gets the ein from the irs zit, 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 boop, boop. and then downloads that verifies it in our system again then goes and generates that legal document that i was talking about the operating agreement and then piles them all together and throws them to the customer via an email. And my voicemail comes up and is like, hey, we've just <laughs> delivered your thing. Here's a text, blah, blah, blah. And so we, we've automated probably 60 to 75% of our filings. Oh. Um, but then there's all this other stuff that a lot of people don't realize. So, um, you know, you've got domestications. Let's say you move from like Pennsylvania to Tennessee and you want to bring your business with you. 
maybe you can do that. If that state supports domestication, you can do that. We can help you with that. If you want to add, if you want to invest in my business and you say, hey, I'll give you $10,000 for 5% and I agree, how do you do that? We, you can do that through our system. So you can literally log on to our, our dashboard and it's an interactive dashboard. I call it the live dashboard. And all you got to do is, again, let's play Mad Libs, is change the information in the system. It goes and looks at our database of 1,500 different filings in all 50 states and says, oh, this is an ad manager for Wisconsin. The filing fee for that is $30 and we charge $99 to execute it for you on your behalf. And so it shows you a checkout screen says, hey, this is what this is called. This is how long it'll take. Um, this is their filing fee. This is what we charge for. All you gotta do is put in your credit card and we'll actually go and execute that. So and what's so the difference between better legal and legal Zoom? We're better. Cool. How are you better? No, it's, so we're, we're, we're automated. So Legal Zoom has more humans and you have more tech. Legal Zoom is a great company. And yeah, they, I mean, they're way, way, way bigger than us. They, yeah. they do $450 million a year in revenue. Um, and we'll do 2.5 this year. So um, they have, and one of their partners partnered with us on something else. And they were like, they literally have rooms and rooms and rooms and rooms of people doing all of this doing all the work by hand. And so to get that change, what's called a change amendment, to get a manager or to change your address or to change the name of the business, you have to reach out to them. You have to fill out a form and say, hey, this is what I want. And then a salesperson contacts you and right, tries right. to sell you other stuff. And then there's all this back and forth. On right? the curve. So like I look at it almost like, so they're here. Mm -hmm. There's a point where it crosses. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not explaining it right because you can't see it. But I believe that what you're doing is the future of work. That's what I we're really trying to do, do is we, the future of work is that you're not because Gen Z is not going to sit at a desk for eight hours a day in some office. They're just not. Right. They don't dream of being astronauts and firefighters. They dream of being YouTube stars and yeah. TikTok viral, whatever. So we're, we're trying to do is automate the professional services part yeah, and, and make it easy to manage the business, but also let people know that like when, when there's a change to the business, you need to update the state or you need to update your documents. And so in all of our email drips that go out educating people and stuff, like once you become a customer, we send you a YouTube. So I've got a YouTube channel, better legal, look it up. Mm -hmm. And I do once a week, I do like a uh, kind of Q and a, so if someone, I, I, I basically go searching through our chat logs of like questions people ask, and then I just make it a YouTube video. Cool. Um, and so um, you know, we've got a video on like, okay, now that you're an LLC, you have to sign documents like an LLC. You can't sign a document as Chad Sakonchik. You have to sign it as Chad Sakonchik, manager of Better Legal. Because if you're signing it just as Chad Sakonchik, then you are signing it as yourself, not as an owner of a business. And so like, if you sign a contract, so now that you have the business- It would be like Chad Sakonchik as a representative of Better Legal. Bingo. And then, and then how to pay yourself. Like if, if I'm building you a fence and I take, you and I have an agreement and I take the money and I put it in my personal checking account and not into my business checking account and you sue the business, but then you find out that I put it in my personal checking account, you still can come after me because I didn't run it through the business. So just wow. because you have the business, you have to use it. You have to run it through the business and you have to use it or a judge is going to go, yeah, you own a business, but you're not doing anything with it. So we're not viewing that transaction as a business transaction. That was a sole proprietorship transaction. So we're trying to educate people on these things. We're trying to um, allow them to update their information so they stay current. Uh, so, you know, if there's a dispute later, it's like, oh, I, well, I gave you $10,000 for that 5%. 
and it's just lost in a bunch of emails, or maybe it was text messages that are now deleted or whatever. This like keeps people accountable and makes it easy. So it's like, all you got to do is go on the dashboard and update the information. We provide uh, contracts uh, within there. So you can just, again, just fill out a form and, and see all of these uh, and create these contracts that you can then send to people. I love um, it. I got to interrupt you because we're so out of time. And yeah, I sorry. To ask we're way you- over. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think this information was so valuable. I have more questions. We might have to, I have some ideas of what we're going to do next. Um, But for now, we're just going to tell everyone where to find you. Okay. Um, So you can find me on YouTube at just type in better legal. We have a channel that uh, again, once a week I I post there. Um, You can find me on Twitter, C-S-A-K-O-N. I'm always talking about stuff on there. Um, I'm kind of playing with TikTok. I'm not doing a lot of TikTok, but um, <laughs> then just be- then just betterlegal.com. Um, if you have a friend, let's say you don't have a business, but you've got a friend uh, that is starting a business, you can actually earn $100 and they get a $100 discount. Just go to referrals.betterlegal.com and you get a fer- referral link. You give it to your friend. Your friend gets a $100 discount and then we will send you a $100 check. Why are we doing that? Because Google ads are freaking expensive and it actually is more <laughs> profitable for us to to pay you a hundred dollar referral fee give your friend holiday than to run a google ad because legal google ads are the most expensive ones that exist yep i love it i think that's brilliant um surprise i want to ask you for a quote i didn't warn you i don't but i like quotes to wrap up our time together it does not have to be your favorite one of all time but it can be i'm gonna give you two um just get started That's what I've been kind of living by a lot lately is like, you know, ideas are cool and fun, but like nothing is real until you actually get started. And nobody knows anything more than you did, more than you do now Mm -hmm. as you get started. So like people get paralyzed in this idea of like, but I don't know this. There's other people know more. Because you only see things when people already know stuff and they're closer to the middle end. It's like Instagram. You only see the polish that people want you to see. Businesses are hard. And the, the most successful businesses you can create are just like finding that product market fit, finding if, if you find someone where people are going to pay you money. The reason I stopped doing Space Sift and went to Better Legal is because we spent, we had $1,200 to, to blow. We spent $1,200 on Google ads and we got two sales and earned $600 back. We didn't earn our, we didn't become profitable or whatever, but we were like, wow, we earned $600 from people and they gave us their credit card number and their social security number. Like, <laughs> there's something there. Um, and so like, once you find something where people will pay you money, that is the first thing. Don't spend a year on a business. If no one's paying you any money, get that money in your pocket and get started. And then all you got to do to be successful is listen to your customers and figure out how to, is that the second quote or is that just part of getting started? No, the second quote is, I'm not even going to give you the second quote because why I I like that first one so much better. No, you said there were two. So I always like Steve Jobs' Stanford commencement that he says, you got to connect the dots looking backward. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can't predict what the future holds. But what you can do is say, kind of what we're talking about earlier about, um, you know, the overnight success is really like 10 years of different experiences and opportunities and things that you learned. And so you have to like realize that everything that you're doing right now, even if you're not successful right now, it's a dot that is being placed that right. in the future when opportunity and luck intersect, 
you can look backward and say, I now have all the tools, experience, network to do this. I love that. I love that. Thank you. This has been awesome. Guys, this has been super valuable for me in my formation of my new entities, which you'll hear about more as the weeks go on. Um, You know someone who needs to hear this. I know you do. So share the knowledge, share the love, subscribe because more great things coming. And Chad, thank you so much. This was so valuable. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours? 